Today we're talking with Samir. I mean, this young guy studied mechanical engineering, worked with the likes of Procter and Gamble, and everything was good for him. But then he decided he wants to take a chance on himself. Followed his passion, opened the sport facilities to teaching kids sports. Let's hear it from him. This is Talk About. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Talk about the Samatan. It's great to have you. Thank you. I'm so, happy to be here. Yeah, appreciate that. So, tell us a bit about you. How is how is your week going so far with the? Uh, that, uh, everything is going well. <coughs> the um, everything. Yeah, we're uh, now since Ramadan started, we're a bit uh, tight in terms of uh, available timings to work out and to run the classes. But uh, you have to do what you can, you know, to squeeze in the time and, and try to manage it all together. So uh, it's been well the past uh, week. Uh, so uh, happy to be here. Mm. Really looking forward for, for our discussion and our talk. Great. So, so tell us a bit about, about you, about your background. Has, have you always been into uh, sports? What did you study? What got you into what yeah. you're doing right now? Yeah, so uh, uh, sports has been in my life since, you know, since I've been a small child. So, uh, and it's been something that I always loved to do. Mm. Uh, even, even until this point, you know, it's uh, developed to become uh, what I do for a living and it's my business and everything, but it's still something that I really don't look Enjoy. at it as a, exactly, yeah. Uh, my background, well, I studied mechanical engineering. Oh, wow. And, okay. Yeah. I worked uh, in corporate, I worked in manufacturing, and uh, I worked in a supply chain company. Okay. Uh, and uh, I spent four years working in that field. And uh, while doing that, also I did my master's in mechanical, uh, sorry, in engineering management. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I always had a career that was like, well, well thought of. This is something that I was thinking that I'm going to do and everything. Well planned. Well, well planned, yeah, exactly. But uh, planned, I mean, I wouldn't say or planned as, as, as something I no. wanted to do, but as in, I was always working towards it. Direction. Yes, working towards, yeah, getting good at, at mm. my job, getting good at, uh, at my, uh, my study, getting to my master's and everything. Mm. But it was just me doing this because... I don't know exactly why, but <laughs> you know, you were, you were, because this is what you're expected to do, right? And sport has always been there on the side. Like this is a thing I'm, that I'm doing, you know, passionately with, with, with love and with obsession to, to mm. a point. Like I, I still, I mean, now I work out twice a day, but even when I worked, I used to, to work. Like, work out in the morning and then go to work, like to the job, then finish and then work out again. And, and that was the, the this That's was the main the, thing that I used your, to do. Your life, that was yeah, exactly. it's in your blood. Yeah, so uh, so this is my 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 background, uh, like uh, if uh, if we put it this way. Uh, at the, in the meantime, because of my passion to sport, I have done yes, I st I did some studies in in, in different uh, fields of sport, including CrossFit, for example. This okay. is a, like I practiced CrossFit for for a while. And, uh, and yeah, and then <clears throat> I ended up, you know, um, starting a couple of small, uh, I, I would say businesses or 
small uh, mm. starting points to train people and do a group classes here and there. Okay. And then that developed into, you know, Pinpoint Fitness where we started our okay. academy or our training okay. center. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. We'll continue with the Pinpoint now and I will tell us more about it. But it's mm. interesting that you mentioned uh, two points that I've, I've seen, I mean, I mean, living all my life here in the, in the region, in the UAE, born in the, uh, Dubai. Uh, again, it's something that I face and we face and we grow up with. And even some of the guests that came over here had the same thing. Like, mm. in a way, the job, like who made these sort of rules and regulation that the job should be a corporate job where you go at nine to five, nine to eight. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. these sort of, uh, uh, these sort of, let's say like, I don't want to call them like stereotypes, but these terminologies and these rules and these like, it's, it's, it's interesting how many, so we grew up with this, like graduate, get a job, work and all this, like this is the sort of trend in a way. Yeah. What's also interesting for me that I'm seeing a lot, I mean, in this region, change is changing. Yeah, I'm meeting a lot of people who are, not a lot, but like, not little, who are, let's say, like you, coming and saying, listen, I quit, let's say, engineering, or I quit banking, and I started doing this as a passion, and I'm enjoying it, hmm. you know? And I really appreciate that, you know? I appreciate that people realize that, you know, it's your own life, do whatever you want to enjoy about it, as long as, you know, you're not doing anything wrong or hurting yeah. anybody, but <coughs> just do what you're passionate about. So it's really great to hear it also from another person like you, that you actually done that. And it's a quite a shift from mechanical yeah. engineering to sport and athleticism. Like it's a complete shift. How did your parents uh, yeah. uh, or family <coughs> deal with that? When yeah, you see, and uh, I always, I've always discussed this with even my, 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 my friends. And when we, whenever we talk about... Uh, our careers in general and how our engineering study uh, has helped us in general with everything mm. that we do. Uh, a lot of corporate or companies do hire engineers just for the mindset that they gain from their study and uh, their problem solving abilities, their mm. abilities to, to formulate methods to deal with everyday life you know, problems. Mm. Uh, so this mindset helps you a lot. And uh, I kind of made a similar shift or a similar uh, approach when I worked in my latest job, the corporate mm. job that I did. It was not exactly engineering. It was very close to uh, business, business or, or corporate, yeah, like supply chain management and all of that, but still with the mindset of engineering. So um, I've always thought that engineering will help you in that Absolutely. way. To come, to your, come back to your questions, yeah, my, my parents didn't, um, I mean, they, I wouldn't say they, they were against the idea, but they, they, uh, they felt that it's a waste in the beginning. Like, I mean, they cannot, all do at the beginning. Yeah, they, they were thinking that it might be a waste. They're very supportive for what yes, I do as, sure. as a passion, right? Like for my, 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 the, my, the, the sports uh, mm. and the training and the fitness and the competitions. All of this is something they supported from, from the beginning. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't have happened without their exactly. support, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, but then again, at the same time, uh, they would be thinking that way. Like, um, but you have spent a lot of time, a lot of effort building this abilities or those uh, skills, those uh, you know, qualifications. And also experience. I mean, you work Absolutely. in a company. This experience, it's worth a lot of, I mean, effort and time to, to be able to get this experience. Like what companies did you work with? Just, I, just uh, I, to go through. I worked in a, in a manufacturing uh, company that did uh, construction chemicals. The name was Colmif. It's okay. a local company. I worked there for a year. 
Uh, and then I worked for Procter and Gamble. Okay. I, oh, nice. I work, yeah, I worked there for three and a half years. People won't leave, let's say, a job like P&G and yeah. uh, pursue <clears throat> something else. So that's really like uh, exactly. Amazing. So, but but again, I, I don't I don't like to claim that I, it's like you know I threw it all away no, to do no, something. No. It's it's really you know once you start, you are always uh, uh, like happy with the achievement. Like yes, I managed to actually uh, to to be in P&G. But then after a while, you, you feel, I mean, of course, I love the company, I love the work, I learned a lot and, and everything, but uh, you spend really eight, nine hours of your day doing this. And, and then before that, you, be, be, I mean, you don't do anything. You basically wake up and go to work, right? And then after that, you also have a few hours, <laughs> and then you sleep, and then you go back to the same. Repeat. Yeah, so, uh, and then... That's the corporate world, generally. Yeah. So if you're, and it's not bad, I mean, no, no. there are a lot of people that do this and they're happy about absolutely. it. Absolutely, they're, they're, they're the majority actually, yeah, yes. we're the minority. Yeah, and, and I don't think that it is, it's, uh, I hear a lot of people uh, talk about corporates like, man, quit the nine to five uh, uh, job and just do, do your thing. It doesn't work, it's not no, like do no. this because you, you have to do no, this. No, 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 no. No, but, but again, if, uh, if, if you're happy and, and you're, uh, you're enjoying what you're doing, like you exactly. go to work, you feel like you enjoy this. Exactly, and you're contributing and you're happy about it. Yeah, exactly. You can still do a nine to five if you're happy about it, you enjoy it. And if you have a passion into, I don't know, music, drama, painting, you can do that on the side. Yeah. Nobody's saying quit a nine to five job. Yeah. And if someone is really contributing to the to the company, to the uh, community, to the industry, you know, and he's enjoying it and happy, and come on, the other day it pays well. Yeah. Why should you leave it to to? And you don't know what else to do, for instance. Yeah. Exactly. So why should you leave it at that time? You're passionate about, let's say, music, about uh, soccer. Do it on the side, you know. But yeah. Yani, so I'm not la completely you know, good night to five. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe it. I, mean, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. And and the, the whole point is. <coughs> Also, again, um, even quitting a specific uh, job that you do, uh, it doesn't mean that you, like, I mean, uh, let's say you're already working in a job and then you're not, you don't feel like you're contributing or you don't feel like what you do is something you, you're happy doing or you, you, you feel like you're, you're, you just go to work, you're just counting the hours till you leave. Then you definitely should not stay there. Absolutely. You can go to another job as well. It doesn't yeah. mean that you have to spend time no, doing no. alone things no, no, no. <laughs> and all of that. So, um, and for me, to be honest, I never, I never thought of it as, as this. I didn't start whatever. I started thinking in my mind, you know what? I'm just doing this in order to get rid of my job. No, no at all. It just, it just I, it, things develop to become like this. Absolutely. And I, I uh, fully understand. Yeah. I fully understand. So, uh, so, so. But so this is how, how it worked out for me. Okay. And, yeah. So you started doing, let's say, like a bit of a group, like uh, classes or uh, group classes or something, and then you develop it into, let's say, a gym, pinpoint gym, like on your t-shirt, pinpoint fitness. Yeah. That, is that how it... Not exactly. Like we, we started it, we started with that thought that we will do some classes. Well, we started for a couple of weeks only, and then we found that there is this space that we can take and actually okay. develop into a gym. So we, there wasn't like a, um, a transition. <laughs> okay. We thought of this, we, we were about to start, we got actually bought equipment and we were thinking about, you know, starting this uh, training. And then that opportunity came that there is this space and uh, we can go ahead there and, you know, okay. run, run our own gym. And that's what we did. That's what so basically, the pinpoint experience was we started with it. Started immediately, uh, okay. Yeah. 
So that's uh, how it is. Me personally, I yeah, I did train when I was in uni. I I, I did, did train people okay. uh, on the side and all of that. Uh, so this is how the experience of training people actually also so started. So when did you start Pinpoint? So we started Pinpoint in December 2018. Okay. So it's been like two years and few months now. Okay. You started with one branch, which yes. was in in Palm Jumeirah, Palm Jumeirah. in the point, yeah. And then now, just two months back, we opened the second, uh, the second place. Okay. So yeah. What type of classes do you offer <coughs> there now? And what type of, uh, let's say, it's not CrossFit. So what type of sport is it? Yeah. And what ages? Yeah. So the, the the classes we run are only for kids and for teens. So the okay. oldest uh, age group we have ends at 15 years old. Okay. So what we do is um, obstacle course training class that. Uh, where the kids come, they um, have to complete specific challenges, and those challenges are designed to help them improve their coordination, their balance, their, okay. their attention span, their agility. Like there are different fitness elements that we work on through those obstacle courses. So the obstacle courses are always changing, okay. and so that we, you know, uh, expose to the, to the kids, uh, like expose the kids to as much. Uh, physical stimulus as, as possible and different okay. stimulus as possible. So that's basically what we do. Uh, it's an intense class, so the kids train for one hour, but they do a lot of uh, intense activity. They climb, they crawl, they, they, they hang, they jump over uh, obstacles, they, mm. they, they move side by side, they balance. So that's the type of training we do. Um, we developed the, 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 the concept, the structure of the class, it's an accumulation of different experiences and different uh, 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 classes that we have run. Okay. And uh, we combine elements of parkour with elements of ninja training, with functional training. So uh, me as a person, like, uh, I like the idea of, uh, of being a complete athlete or a well-rounded athlete. Mm. Like uh, you're fast, but at the same time, you're, you're strong. You're flexible, but you can uh, lift heavy weights, mm. or you're, you know, you're, you're good in, in, in ex different extremes of fitness. So if, if you're, nice. uh, you, you know, so a lot of, uh, for example, people who can carry heavy weights are not agile, so, or they're slow, so. you know, or people who are slow and, and ca uh, people who are fast and can jump Can easily. Cannot do uh, weights or carry. Or yeah. So, so uh, uh, and this, that's why I was fascinated by CrossFit, because CrossFit mm. really, uh, uh, trains the person for performance, for, for a, like general performance, to be able to be a stronger, faster, agile uh, uh, person or athlete. Mm. So that, uh, that this, this concept is, uh, is, is, is what fascinates me as a person and that's what I like to implement in our classes. So that like when we train the kids, they're not trained to be just fast or agile or have good balance. They do all of that, but they are strong at the same time, the same and time. they are they're accurate in their movement. And so, uh, this is basically how how we, you know, uh, run or, or design our our classes. But for kids, for instance, do for strength training. What type of? We don't want to go too much in detail, but yeah. just just like just the <coughs> the borders. What type of strength training do you do for kids? And I see some some places that you know. It, like gyms are spread everywhere now around the mm. world, but uh, everywhere is different. But I see a lot of these sports or gyms that they don't promote warming up, 
stretching and all these things that people mm. it's like a football class that you just give a kid a ball yeah and that's I, guess, <coughs> I mean the ball should be the last thing for instance and so what do you do for strength for uh, yeah okay um, well the whole concept of, of our our class is that the kid needs to go outside their comfort zone mm. which is applicable to anyone who's trying to learn a new skill or develop in a specific skill. Like if you want to get stronger and every day you carry 50 kilos, every day, not, I mean, not much is gonna happen. Not you will get stronger eventually, you, like gradually. But what really helps is that you push over the 50 kilos a little bit. You, if you can carry it 10 times, then this, today try to carry it 12 mm. times, 15 times and so on. True. So pushing beyond the comfort zone, this is how you actually develop and build your strength or build any skill um, at all. So that's, what, uh, that's how we do it with the kids as well. So uh, if we wor we're working on their grip strength, so they're climbing something, so we will inc incorporate that in the obstacle course, that the, the, mm. the, the, this is something that will work on their strength. Now, the, how, we make it, uh, uh, how we make them push beyond their, 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 their comfort zone is by giving them a target. Okay. That now, you, for example, they start the, the obstacle course or they start the challenge, and they uh, achieve a specific score. They do it in 20 seconds. Now, next time they do it, we tell them, you have done it in 20 seconds. Now, you must do it in less than that. If they succeed, or even they try, just the, 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 the fact that they keep trying to do it better, they hold on more, or, or move faster, whatever, mm -hmm. this makes them push beyond their ability a little bit, or beyond their comfort zone, and that's basically how you develop their strength. Technically speaking, of course, we have parts of the class where we make them do specific moves, where they warm mm. up, where they do some push-ups, they okay. do some uh, movements. But again, with kids, that's not uh, the only way. Uh, not so many kids are motivated by, by the fact that they want to get stronger, or mm. they, I mean, by the fact that they have to do the repetition a lot to get stronger. They don't no. think that way. So uh, they, they, they're motivated by a straightforward goal, you know, achieve that goal. So they do everything to achieve that, that goal, and in the process, you actually help build their, 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 yeah. their skills. So you keep track of all the kids that are there. When you, when you say someone did it in 20 seconds, yes, definitely. You, you have a track, and I also hear kids that say that they, I don't know, they, they have the numbers, or they have, I don't know, 1,000 burpee passes, yeah. <laughs> they keep telling yeah. So what is, what is that all about? So within the class itself, there is a scoreboard, so the kids, you know, their, na their names are there, and whenever they do any, any measurable uh, challenge, we write their scores immediately, so that the second time they try it, they have a benchmark. Mm. Uh, that's what we do within the class. Now we have something that's ongoing, uh, it's a burpee pass, so it's a pass not to do burpees. So we use burpees, uh, it's like a, our currency in the gym. So whenever you do something, like you pay fines by oh, your nice. burpees, you... <laughs> I like that, use it as a currency. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so whenever they, uh, they do, they, like the kids uh, do some achievement in the class, they gain some burpee passes. And that stays there for life. I mean, it stays it on the board. Different. It's not like in w within the class. So if you tell someone do 30 burpees, he can tell you I have 1,000 burpee passes. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I take 30 burpees from you their take class. From him. Yes, okay. it's not. Yeah, so. But he doesn't need to do burpees. Anymore. But he doesn't need to do the burpees. Okay. Yes. But there are of course terms and conditions. There are times that they must do the burpees because okay. we use burpees, right? Okay, <laughs> absolutely. But that's a, that's a smart uh, approach yeah. actually. So, uh, so. So yeah, that's, that's one, one way of doing it. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, the whole concept is to have measurable, 
uh, targets for the kids. So what do you think that actually separates you like in, in, uh, from, let's say, other gyms for kids? What do you think separates and uh, puts pinpoints? You know, what's the market or creative edge that you have, for instance, that keeps you successful for the next? Well, I've seen a few things myself, hmm. uh, but I also <coughs> want to know from, uh, from your own uh, feedback as well. Yeah. You see, how's the parents? Feed? Is it parents' feedback? Is it uh, these? Uh, what makes you st st stand stand out? Yeah, um, like one one uh, major element that I think uh, makes us uh, special um, is that we are very attentive to the to details. Okay. Like we um, um, we treat kids like they are very smart. Like even the name pinpoint. It's that we're trying to signify accuracy and, and, and attention yeah. to detail. So um, what you see a lot in the market or in general when people are treating kids is that they talk to them in a way that is... Um, um, they're, they're considering that the kids are not very smart or they're, they're naive or, you know. Mm. Uh, we don't do that. We expect that the kids are very smart. Mosquitoes <laughs> bothering me in front of me all the time. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so yeah, we, we consider that they are, we treat them this way, that they are smart. We consider that the average kid in the class actually understands very specific details and we demand that from them. Mm. So uh, when, when, you, when you tell the kid that you have to jump exactly on this point, you have to land at that exact point, you have to hold the obstacle from here and only from here. Uh, when you give them very, very uh, strict and detailed instructions and they manage to do them, this is what makes them, you know, uh, really learn, and it, it, it develops their, their, their personality and improves their, uh, their work ethic on so many levels. Mm. They become uh, perfectionists in the way they do anything, you know? Mm. So uh, that's, I think this is the main thing that makes us different, is that we don't, we, we don't just let things go and, uh, and make the kids, yeah, jump. Well, yeah, he jumped, let him go. No, the kid must perform the move uh, to the standard that we want. That you want. And if he doesn't, or she, if she doesn't, we don't like, okay, fine, I mean, we're not going to uh, stop them, punish them but, or punish them, but then he understands that he has not done it correctly. So he has to keep trying again. So the idea of treating the kids in a way that is, yeah, we're laughing, we're having fun, yeah, do whatever you want, yeah, you did mm. it correctly, it's okay, try again. No, we don't do that. We, don't do that. We, we, we show them that this is what is required from you. You do it, good, you're amazing. You haven't done it, you keep trying until you do it. So there is no compromise, there is no uh, the idea of them just coming to have fun and, and to leave. Mm -hmm. I think this is, this is the main, the main uh, um, thing that makes us a bit different. Okay. And uh, yeah. Uh, now, as a parent myself, but I can also <coughs> speak for several other parents, you know, with kids, parents can't help but even kids themselves to, to compare or say, okay, this kid, my kid has been doing this for three, four years, and this kid just joined now, mm. and he's developing at a faster pace. Why is that? And they start pushing their kid, pushing their kid. You see that other, like personally, I don't believe in comparison in, with kids, with adults. I just feel that everybody has their own journey, their own way, their, everything is just so company, like, uh, it's, it's a complex, it's not an easy way. Okay, here's somebody else, why can't you do it like him? Even brothers and sisters. So I don't believe in the term of comparing, but one can't help parents sometimes, they mm. can't help but compare. 
my daughter is doing tennis for, I don't know, five years. And the other day, our neighbor joined, and she's younger than my daughter. And mm. She's joining this competition, for instance. And then also, so parents that get sort of stuck in this place. And sometimes they take the kid out of this, mm. even though the kid loves it, because they see the kid is not improving. Maybe this gym is not good. Maybe the kid just is not good enough, you know? Mm. So what you say on that? I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you explain to parents uh, this thing that everybody, maybe he's a late learner, maybe mm. he's just, uh, uh, he will develop, maybe the height, maybe the physicality and whatever. Yeah. So there are, there are so many ways to look at this. So but actually, do you, sorry, do you see that do you do you have parents coming to you that uh, discuss this throughout? Now that we have have had the issue with parents comparing between the kids. Yes, I have, I have yeah, seen this, uh, and it, I have seen it in both directions. So parents that are uh, are complaining that they are, for example, um, uh, their their kids are. Uh, are being too pushed too far, for example, and others who are saying that I don't like my kid being in a class with, with other kids that are slow or mm. are smaller or something like this. So <clears throat> the first answer or the first point here that, that really matters is that you track relative progress relative to the person himself mm. or herself. So you see that the kid, for example, started having this ability and then we compare with where he is or she is now. We don't compare with how he is versus others. I mean, if, you, if you're in a room full of people who are not athletic and you're always the strongest, it doesn't mean you're, you're really strong, right? And the opposite as well. If you're in a room full of strong people and you are just, you know, average compared to them, maybe compared to the normal population, no, you are very mm. strong. So what matters is really to track your own progress and not compare with other, others a lot. This is one thing. <clears throat> And another thing also is that you, when, when you want to compare to others, you need to uh, uh, like apply a scientific way of comparing. So you need to kind of uh, put all the variables that are uh, uh, similar and compare them. Like an apple to apple. Yes, exactly. So if the kid is eight and, and you're comparing him to a, a 10 year old kid, maybe it's, it's not a fair comparison. Mm. Uh, sometimes, there are borderline ages as well. So if the kid who, uh, who is who, like a kid who's five and a kid who's six, despite the fact that the difference is one year, this age difference between five and six is the time they go to school versus the time they're before school. That makes a huge difference in the way the kid reacts and, and behaves. So uh, again, it's very important to know when to compare kids to each other. There's also the size, like a tall kid, I mean, not, I'm not talking about he's being overweight or no, not. No, no, I understand. Versus a kid who's, who's short. Shorter. So you need to, when you compare the, those elements, do do play a, a very important role. So yeah, it's important to know when to, whether it is right to compare. Yes, apples to apples or, or whatever. And also, it's important to track relative progress that you see how the kid is developing versus their own. So uh, that's that's what I believe. I mean, um, and. Not only what I believe as an opinion, but uh, what you see. What, what I see, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, personally, even me, in a, within a class, I have kids who are regulars, who are super athletic now. They come, they perform amazingly. Yeah, good job, that's it. There's a kid who not very athletic. He did the whole course with a couple of mistakes, but one element that he does always wrong, he does it in the right way, I get super happy, I get super excited. Accomplishments. Because it's an accomplishment small, for small, his ability. Small triumphs. Yes, yeah. 
So another kid might do the whole thing even better and faster and stronger. But, but I wouldn't get that impressed because, yeah, that's what you do every day. I want you to go to the next level. Progress. Yeah. Progress. Relative to his, yeah, exactly. For to, to, to his, to what, what is good. So here is a putting you on the spotlight. Do you believe talent is born or acquired? <coughs> no, I, I... Or I, both? I believe, of course, definitely, if you have talent, you need to work. So maybe both would be the, <laughs> the, the right answer. But I, I do believe that, uh, that, that, that you can be born with, with the talent and that you can have a head, a head, head start. Starts. Yes, yes, I do believe in that big time. And I have, I have seen it. Because I've seen it with kids mainly. Because other, with, like, if you have a 20-year-old who come in, fine. Then, I mean, you don't know what he has done in those 20 Fast. years. But if a kid is five... So what, how much can he do? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's clear fine. that he, he has this ability somehow. Uh, it doesn't mean, by the way, again, it doesn't mean that, uh, that uh, a person or a kid who's not talented from the beginning will, will never achieve. No, but yeah, it's a head start. Oh, sometimes when it happens with the parents, at times, besides what you said, and with kids themselves, is that sometimes the kid who's talented, you know, and the kid that's working hard, but still gaining to that. So the talented kid, uh, it's like being in a class when you were in school and there was this smart kid, mm -hmm. you know, and he's always acing his science classes. And you're working so hard and you barely get a B or B minus. So we will feel like, you know what, it's unfair. So, I mean, so it's a bit, it's a, it's a, it's a thin line, you know, to, to for the kids to explain a lot of education for the kids to explain that, you know, it's, it shouldn't pull you down, it shouldn't, you know, slow you down, it just, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, I mean... Not, not that you don't have a talent and he has a talent, you cannot, I mean, uh, say that straightforwardly, but again, again, I think there's other variables, the interest, how much you're hmm. in love with this, how much you're in love to achieve, how much you, you want to progress. I think it also differs from one person to another person. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, and I, I'm not saying that. Um, I was trying to answer specifically to that point, yeah. whether there is, you think, you believe uh, uh, in talent yeah, or... Yeah, that or, I, that's really Yes, but it doesn't mean that eventually, after, I don't know, a few years... No, that, that guy the, might leapfrog him. Big time, yes, definitely. Yeah, and I've seen it. In our classes, we have had kids who started we were, they were like the slowest or they were the least capable in the class and they're now considered Top the most, the yeah, so yeah. that can happen as well. I mean, and yeah. it happens a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've always heard and seen those uh, uh, statements that hard work pay, um, pays, off. pays off or beats talent or stuff like this. So yeah, it can, it, um, I mean, if you don't work on your talent in anything, you know, it's going to be a wasted talent. There's nothing worse exactly. than a wasted talent. Yeah, yeah. Know? So. Again, people go through stages and go through different interests and different things in their life, but I 100% agree. So, Sam, it was wonderful to have you. Is there anything else you want to share with, uh, you want to express or tell us about your plans or anything you want to share also? Well, we've covered all everything I so mean, far. We, we covered a lot of uh, the key points. I've been really enjoying the discussion. Yeah. I, uh, Likewise. I, I, I like talking about, uh, about fitness. I, like, I enjoy everything about it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Whether it's doing it or talking about it or, or, or actually going into the details of it. Like I, I, um, what I really, I mean, if I will add another thing or another point, which also relates to what I was just saying, is uh, we, we always look uh, at training 
or, or doing sports as something secondary or something that is, you know, we do it on the side. But there is a lot of science and a lot of details and a lot of, uh, 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 yeah, details that, that, that really matter when you perform sports or train people or teach people, especially kids, uh, uh, in, in doing this type of activity. And also I believe that uh, it, it helps on so many levels, whether you're an adult or you're a small kid. Doing sports helps you on so many levels beyond the physical part. I mean, of course, we all know the physical, physical benefits, right? But uh, being in a, in, a, in a competitive sport or training to improve your performance teaches you as a person so many things. things. So, uh, so and, and I see this mindset actually changing in a lot of people where they look at sports in a different way now and parents it has become more like um, um, for for parents it has become more like a necessity for the child not like how it used to be like used an be entertainment, entertainment only entertainment. I agree, Which, 100%. yeah so i'm glad this is happening and i always try to push to to, to talk to people in that way that sports is not like um a hobby or something. It just, I think it's a, it's a, it's a necessity, as you said. It's yeah. a lifestyle, like eating, drinking, sleeping. Yeah. You know, I think it's becoming, like, not become. It's always been, but I think mm. mentality. The mentality, the mindset. It's, yeah. It's people understanding. It's a way of living. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see it, and I'm actually I agree. I like I also like I'm happy that I'm seeing it change. Like the mentality has been changed. changed. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, again, like I have, we've always dealt with, with parents trying to just bring their kids to have fun in the class. I mean, of course, having fun is awesome. We, all, we always want to have fun, right? But again, uh, what I'm trying to, to, to achieve is to make this look like uh, uh, the parents and the kids are coming to actually develop and become better at this which is as important as becoming good at, uh, at science, at math, at studies, at, you know, at all the other skills that you acquire in school. Agreed. And, and so on later on in life. Agreed. So, yeah. Samar, I really love chatting with you. I mean, this, this has been awesome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thank I hope you. you enjoyed it as much as I did. So, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming here. And uh, maybe one time I'll come to a pinpoint and I'll see if I can get my skills back. <laughs> where, where will I... <laughs> How will I perform in this? Uh, sure, sure. I haven't done parkour and jump for a, for a while, but I'm interested to get back to it. Yeah, let's so, do it. Thank you again. Thank you, sir. I'll see you. <laughs> soon. Thank you.